Hi, I'm Terry Savelle Foy, and I'm so glad you're watching today. I believe it's a divine appointment that you're watching this broadcast, because I believe this teaching has the ability to change the direction of your life. I know it did for me. You know, a lot of times you see people maybe on a broadcast, or you see them at a conference or something, and you think, oh, they haven't been through what I've been through, or they don't have the struggles I have. But do you know that I have had to learn to truly transform my self-image, transform the way I see myself, and transform my thinking in order to do what I'm doing today. In fact, I remember years ago, you know, just when the thought came that I might be ministering on the broadcast with Dad or going out and ministering, and I was so filled with fear, inferiority, insecurities, and I thought, I can never do this, especially with this voice. I can't get up in front of people. I can't get behind a camera. But you know what? First of all, I had to change my thinking, but I started that by changing what I was speaking about myself. In fact, I made a list of positive declarations to start speaking over myself. Things like, you know, I'm confident. I'm confident to speak in front of live audiences. I'm confident to minister on television. I speak to thousands of people. I speak at the largest conferences in the world. I'm anointed. You know, I would just confess these things daily. I'm talking about every single day. In fact, this morning in the guest bedroom, declaring these things out of my mouth. And I remember, you know, a couple years ago, I was in France and I was getting ready to speak at the largest church in that nation, thousands of people. I'm on the front row, I'm about to go up to speak. And my daughter, Cassidy, just kind of leaned over and she said, Mama, are you a little bit scared? And do you know what came out of my mouth? I'm confident to speak in front of live audiences. I speak at the largest conferences in the world. Well, what you repeatedly hear, you eventually believe. And of course, you believe your own self more than anybody, but it starts with you transforming your thinking. So I want to take you into a convention where dad shares this powerful teaching that I honestly believe can change the direction and the destiny for your life. So watch this and I'll be right back. Praise God. Open your Bibles to Psalm 5 been sharing with you all week on the power of the blessing, power of the favor of God on your life. You can't have one without the other. If you got the blessing of God, then you got the favor of God. And the blessing of God and the favor of God do what? They make you superior to your circumstances. Say that with me. The blessing of God and the favor of God on my life make me superior to my circumstances. And I think you ought to give the Lord a good shout over that. Amen? Amen. Let's look at verse 12 once again. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor will you compass him as with a shield. The Amplified uses the word surround. The Lord will bless the righteous. He will confer his blessing upon them and then he will surround them with his favor. So according to the word of God, we are blessed and we are favored. Can you say amen? amen. Now in the Old Testament, the Bible says that Abraham was blessed and Abraham was favored. But we have a better covenant founded upon better promises. So if he was blessed and favored, then I must be extremely blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. Amen. Smile real big at somebody and tell them I'm extremely blessed. I'm extremely 
and I'm highly favored. And give the Lord another shout. Hallelujah. Amen. So once again, God says we are blessed. God says we are favored. The problem with so many of God's people is they don't see themselves the way God sees them. I still hear Christians praying to be blessed. I still hear Christians praying for favor. And it says right there, we already have it. Amen. So that tells me they're not seeing themselves the way God sees them. I am blessed. I'm not going to be blessed. I am blessed. I am favored. I'm not trying to get the favor of God. I have the favor of God. I'm seeing myself the way God sees me. Now, the Bible tells us that the Word of God is like a mirror. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And let's look at verse 18. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. The Amplified reads this way, we continue to behold in the Word of God as in a mirror, and we are constantly being transformed into His very own image. Everybody hold your Bible up in front of you like this, like you're looking in a mirror. Now, Paul tells us that that's actually what we do when we look into the Word of God. We're looking into a mirror. What is a mirror de, uh, designed to do? To reflect the image that is in front of it. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. When I got up this morning and I looked in the mirror, I didn't see Jesse's image. <laughs> I saw me. Jesse looked in the mirror and wished he saw me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know what he said one time right here in this convention? He said, I wish I could be like Jerry Savelle, but I'm just too tall. <laughs> Hallelujah. So when I look in the mirror of God's Word, this mirror will do what any other mirror will do. It will reflect an image. The only difference is, this mirror doesn't reflect an image of the way you see you, the way the world sees you. It reflects an image of the way God sees you. Can you say amen? amen? So if I look in this mirror, then I have to say, I am blessed because God says I'm blessed. I look in this mirror and I have to say, I am favored by God because God says I'm favored by him. Can you say amen? So it looks like to me that we need to be looking here rather than seeing in so much. Thank you very much for your enthusiasm. Or any other form of media that is trying to convince you that it's not going to work, it's too impossible, it'll never happen, worst of times, woe is us, poor old you, you just don't pay any attention to those mirrors, they're distorted. <laughs> Amen. Because they don't line up with the Word of God. I'm letting the Word of God be final authority. So if the Bible says I'm blessed, then I'm blessed. If the Bible says I'm favored by God, then I am favored by God, and I'm going to learn how to walk in that, praise God. And that's what I've been doing for 44 years now. And consequently, I'm blessed. 
and I'm favored, praise God. And the blessing shows up every day, and the favor shows up every day. Not every once in a while, but every day, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Jesse and Kathy and Carolyn and I went out to eat lunch today, and somebody paid for our meal. That's the blessing of God. That's the favor of God. Amen. 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 You know, when you take someone out and you purchase their meal, that's the favor of God. You know, I asked the Lord one time because he said in Genesis 12, talking to Abram or Abraham, he said, I will bless thee and make thee a blessing. And I said, Lord, give me a definition of what a blessing is. And he said, it's when you become my instrument and my divine favor flows through you into the life of someone else. So when you're a blessing, you become the instrument of God through which his favor flows. Can you say amen? So that person that bought our lunch today, that person became an instrument of God and his favor was flowing through them to us. Amen. Now that's wonderful, but, but I, I really like being the instrument more than being a recipient of it. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. Hallelujah. So once again, we're looking in the mirror of God's Word and letting the Word determine who we are and not somebody else. CNN or any other form of media does not dictate my destiny. The Word of God determines my destiny. How about you? So when you make the Word of God final authority in your life, then praise God. What is happening out here doesn't shake you, doesn't move you, you become like the man described in Psalm 112. Your heart is fixed. Your heart is settled. Your heart is established. You trust in the Lord. You do not fear the things that are happening around you because whatever's happening around you, Paul says uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, that things which are seen are temporal. Another definition for temporal is subject to change. Why would I want to get you know, rattled and shaken and moved and full of anxiety and fear over something that's not even permanent to start with. Amen. If you can see it, then it's subject to change. Anybody got their checkbook with them? Somebody's got their checkbook with them. Pull it out and look at your balance and then say, thank God that's subject to change. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's subject to change. Praise God. Amen. So God sees us blessed right now. God sees us highly favored right now. And Paul says, if you look enough in the word of God, then you will be changed. You will be transformed. See, that's what began happening to me 44 years ago. You know, I was just like everybody else. I didn't know there was any other way. You know, I was letting the world dictate my outcome. Um, you know, if they said everybody's got to be poor sometime, I just figured, you know, everybody's got to be poor sometime. If they said, you know, you can win a few, lose a few, then I just thought, well, we win a few, lose a few. And then all those commercials on television way back, you know, 1969 when I got a hold of this, there was a famous commercial that said, as long as there are husbands and winners, there will be colds. And it had this guy sneezing and sniffling and 
And then it told us what to buy, and I went out and bought it because I'm a husband. <laughs> and winter's coming, and I'll probably get whatever they said. I'll get, you know. It's the flu season. Well, I expect it to be one with the flu. It's the season, and I didn't think there was a thing you could do about it. You just go with the flow, so to speak. That's what Paul talks about in Romans 12. Don't allow this world to conform you to its image. I like the Phillips translation. It says, don't allow this world to squeeze you into its mold. Now, eventually the Lord instructed me to shut my business down and spend the next three months in my bedroom, no less than an eight, eight hours a day, studying the Word of God. So now what am I doing? I'm looking in this mirror eight hours a day. Now, I'm not suggesting anybody else do what I did. This is what God told me to do. He said, you shut that business down. You spend the next three months in your bedroom and give me no less than eight hours a day. Treat it like you did your business. Give me the same diligence. Give me the same energy. And I promise you at the end of three months, I will change your life. And I went into that bedroom, eight o'clock in the morning, asked my wife, uh, we had two little girls, you know, just our girls were just very little at the time. It's 1969, my oldest daughter born in 68, the youngest in 69. So they're just babies, you know. And, and I said, Carolyn, please uh, keep the kids out of the bedroom and I'll come out at 12. And I'll play with you guys. I'll eat with you, do whatever you want. Then I'm going back in there at one o'clock and I'm not coming out till five. And then after that, I'll do anything you want me to do, but I'm going to obey God and I'm spending eight hours in the word of God. Now, sometimes something would come up and, and I couldn't get those eight hours in until midnight to eight the next morning, but never one day for three solid months that I failed to give God eight hours a day. What am I doing? I'm looking in the mirror and I'm being changed. I'm being transformed. Now, nothing's happening out here yet. You hear what I'm saying? I still had the same business debts. I still had the same personal debts. You know, I still got people calling me wanting to know when they're going to get paid. Nothing's changed out here yet but everything's changing inside. I'm being transformed. I don't see myself the loser that I used to see myself as. I don't see myself failing like I used to see myself failing. I don't see myself just existing anymore. a nobody like I had seen before. Now I'm seeing myself the way God sees me. Now, none of my neighbors saw me any differently. As far as they were concerned, I'm still Jerry the body man or I'm still Jerry the sinner man, but on the inside, I'm Jerry the faith man. Hallelujah. Amen. But you know, you just can't keep doing that and keep changing on the inside until eventually changes on the outside begin to take place. Amen. And when changes start taking place on the outside, then the folks who thought you were nuts can't argue with the results. Amen. Now, what do you suppose will happen to a fellow if he does that for 44 years? <laughs> so I, I, I don't have failing thoughts anymore. 
I don't, I never think about losing anymore. I don't think in terms of defeat anymore. I don't think in terms of, are we going to make it this time anymore? I am blessing minded. I am favor minded. And with the blessing of God on my life and with the favor of God on my life, I am now superior to my circumstances. Hallelujah. And so are you. And give the Lord a good shout if you believe it. Praise God. Amen. One of the greatest frustrations in life can be dealing with money, paying the bills, feeding the kids, and dealing with debt. Too many people feel trapped and stuck financially. But God wants you to prosper and live blessed. Jerry Savelle has poured spiritual insight and experience regarding freedom from financial bondage into the pages of his new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper. I want to encourage you to order your copy today. It represents over 45 years of studying the Bible and living the Bible and experiencing Bible results. It'll teach you not only that it is God's will for you to prosper, but why He wants you to prosper. Call or click right now to request your copy of Jerry Savelle's new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, for just $16. For convenient online ordering and ebook option, visit our online store at jerrysavelle.org. This is such a powerful teaching that I believe can change your life. In fact, if you want to know where your life is going to be five years from now, listen to what's coming out of your mouth. That's how powerful your words are in, you know, charting a course for your life. You know, the Bible actually says, let the redeemed say so. It doesn't say let the redeemed think so, hope so, wish so, believe so. It says let the redeemed say so. So if you want to take your life to a whole new level, start speaking God's word out of your mouth. Start speaking his promises out of your mouth. That's what changes the direction of your life. You know, you think about David in Psalms, Psalm 91. He said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my shield. And then the next verse says, he will deliver me, protect me and cover me. So notice the connection there. He's saying, I will say and he will do. I will say and he will do. You know, I love what Joel Osteen said. He said, if you're bold enough to speak it, God's bold enough to do it. But you know, that's just it. God wants to hear faith out of your mouth. And that's part of transforming your thinking with the word of God is speaking it. And yes, you may feel like a nut. You may feel a little ridiculous, but who cares? You're going to get results. <laughs> but when you start speaking it out of your mouth, you've got the ear of God. You're speaking faith. So Psalm 91 said, I will say, and he will do. Well, what's the opposite of Psalm 91? I will not say, and he will not do. I mean, if you really think about it, that's the consequence. I will not say anything, and he will not do anything. So if you want to get God to, you know, answer these prayers you're praying over, speak his language. And what is the language of God? It's faith. God speaks faith. So that's when you start declaring these promises, declaring the word of God, start speaking out of your mouth. God supplies all of our needs. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know God supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's speaking faith. That's I will say and he will do. So it takes action on your part. Now listen to this. 
Here's just some illustrations of speaking out by faith what you're believing God for. You know, a person of faith acts as if that dream, that faith project has already happened. That's saying things like, when we go to Hawaii, just get the family saying that. When we go to Hawaii, or when we have our debts paid off, when we open our new shop, when we purchase that church building, when I get my new car, when I have my baby, you know, when I get married, just start speaking as if you just know it's going to happen. That's what gets the ear of God. So whatever God has put in your heart, let it come out of your mouth. Don't just think it. You have to speak it. I love what T.D. Jake says. He says, every time you speak it out of your mouth, you believe it in a stronger way. And the truth is, some things in your life will never change until you start speaking them out. So, you know, Dad's talking about transforming your thinking with the Word of God, and part of that involves speaking the Word of God. You know, I do like to read a lot of success books, and in so many books, the reason I love to read, you know, the books about success is because I like to find out if this clue or this tip or these, you know, keys they're giving you, do they come from God's Word? And in many cases, most cases, I find out they do. In fact, a lot of books talk about the law of attraction. Well, the law of attraction states that whatever you focus on, you will attract in your life. Well, that's exactly what Proverbs 23, 7 says. Whatever a man thinks in his heart, so does he become. Some people say what you think about, you bring about. Well, if that's true, and it is, it works positively, but it also works negatively. So in essence, on the negative side, when we constantly complain, you're just going to attract more to complain about. When you're constantly grateful and you express your gratitude, you're going to attract more to be grateful for. That's honestly how it works. So if you spend most of your time dwelling on poverty, missing out, missing opportunities, always coming up short, never having enough, then you guessed it. You're just going to attract more of the same. So remember this. Your life follows your thoughts. And you say, but Terry, the thoughts are there. How do I get rid of them? With the words of your mouth. You don't beat thoughts with other thoughts. You beat your thoughts with the word of God coming out of your mouth. And I know the first time I heard that, I was like, come again? <laughs> what in the world does that mean? Well, I heard Kenneth Copeland describe it as, you know, when your mind is tormented, you have anxiety, you have stress, you have fear, you have worry, all these things coming against you saying, it's not going to happen. You don't just sit there and try to think so hard to make those thoughts go away. He said you have to speak what you're believing out of your mouth. And he gave an example, you know, like if you were asked to solve a math problem, you know, subtract 53,000 from 72,928. And you're sitting there mentally trying to subtract that number. And then all of a sudden someone says, can you give me the address to your house? You'd have to stop doing the math problem in order to answer the question. You have to stop thinking in order to speak your address. Well, as, as strange as that sounds, it's the truth. When you start making yourself speak the Word of God, and of course, Dad has list of scriptures in here for you to speak over your finances and over your future. When you start speaking those out of your mouth, your mind has to shut up to hear what your mouth is saying. So that's how you start changing the direction of your life by changing what you're speaking, changing what you're thinking. So one of the keys is you have to focus on what you do want, stop focusing so much on what you don't want. You know, that's where we start complaining. But when you're giving all of your time and attention into all the things you don't like, 
everything that's going wrong. That's no different than you know going to a restaurant and the waiter saying, can I take your order? And you say, well, I don't want fettuccine and pretty sure I don't want lasagna. I don't want the chicken parmesan with the angel hair pasta. He's gonna be like, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? Well, God does not respond to complaints. So when we go around just constantly complaining, I hate this house, I hate my job, I hate my body, I hate this marriage, that's not faith, that's just complaining. And you know who does love that language? It's your enemy, Satan. So you have to focus on what you do want, not what you don't want. In fact, listen to these definitions of complaining. It's bellyache, carp, crab, croak, fuss, gripe, grizzle, <laughs> grumble, moan, murmur, scream, squawk. I mean, I could go on and on. But in essence, that word complain means to remain. In other words, you will stay where you are year after year after year if we just complain. So turn all those complaints around and start thanking God for what you are believing for. What the Bible say? Let the redeemed say so. Not think so, not wish so, not hope so. Let them say so. So I want you to get this book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, because you're going to take on a whole new way of thinking, and then that's going to lead to a whole new way of speaking, which leads to results. But it's something you have to do. Think about the Israelites. They complained about their circumstances, about life, about everything, and it caused them to remain circling the same mountain for 40 years. And from what I've been told, it should have taken less than two weeks. So what problem, what situation could you get beyond if you would change what's coming out of your mouth? No more complaining, no more griping, no more calling your friend and talking about it. Instead, go to God, speak his word out of your mouth and watch God turn things around. I'm telling you, praise, thanksgiving, the word of God, it opens up a door for God to begin blessing your life. So be sure to get this book and give us your testimonies. Thank you so much for watching and we'll see you next week. One of the greatest frustrations in life can be dealing with money, paying the bills, feeding the kids, and dealing with debt. Too many people feel trapped and stuck financially. But God wants you to prosper and live blessed. Jerry Savelle has poured spiritual insight and experience regarding freedom from financial bondage into the pages of his new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper. I want to encourage you to order your copy today. It represents over 45 years of studying the Bible and living the Bible and experiencing Bible results. It'll teach you not only that it is God's will for you to prosper, but why He wants you to prosper. Call or click right now to request your copy of Jerry Savelle's new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, for just $16. For convenient online ordering and ebook option, visit our online store at jerrysavelle.org. Every week, Jerry Savelle Ministries International is making a powerful difference in the lives of people around the world. But that's only possible because of the financial support of friends like you. That's why we'd like to invite you to join us as we continue to take the power of God's Word to a global audience in such great need. So call the number on your screen to discover more about Jerry Savelle Ministries today. 
Both Jerry and his daughter, Terry Savelle Foy, invite you to explore our other ministry resources on the web at jerrysavelle.org. Join us again next week as you continue your journey to discovering God's blessing in your life, where God can transform your circumstances and you can discover your destiny.